Father Dave and Deacon Bob risk their lives to bring you this episode. They talk about hockey, women in basketball, the NBA All-Star Game, the importance of leisure, and the sin of sloth. And now, here are Father Dave and Deacon Bob. Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Deacon Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. We are coming to you live from the George, which has just been attacked by a 2011 Chrysler Plymouth. And in a related story, they have (laughs) captured, do they even know who did it? Yeah. Do they? Well, so, okay, this is what happened over the weekend. uh, It was very icy here. Yeah, but the dude was going uphill. That's insane. I know. All right, he's going uphill. If you've been to Franciscan University, we are at the top of a hill. It's very Augustinian. And he's going uphill. He loses control, drives through a light post, yep. swerves the car, yep. slams into the side slams into it. of the George D. Rice Music Center. The fact that it is still standing is a freak of nature. It's a miracle. It it's is. like the leaning tower Dude. of pizza. Oh, I like that. No, I was, and we'll talk a little bit later. I was away and I get a text message from, um, yeah, my chief of staff. And he says, uh, he chief goes, of staff. He goes, we've had, so formal. We, we've had a little, uh, it's a guy named Brennan. He's a townie. We've had a little uh, accident. And, um, so with some pictures and yeah, it's pretty crazy. The guy's okay. I guess he actually ran out of the car and immediately started yelling, I'm not on drugs. Did he really? <laughs> Which makes you think, oh, uh, wait, me, me thinks you doth the portress too much. And um, there was actually in one of the rooms a guy playing drums. Was it really? Yeah. There was somebody in the building. <laughs> it was, and he was just, you know, security comes in and the guy's like, what's up? What's and he's like, on? did you hear that? And he's like, what? <laughs> he good. had his headphones on. He was just cranking on the drums. So uh, we are checking into structural, potential structural damage. He hit yes. it right in the corner. Yep. Right in the corner, yep. the sweet spot. But everybody's safe, and so, we are we are risking our lives right yes, now. By we the are. way, we are because that's how Is much it we even care safe about to come you. In here? We no, don't know. It's not. It's if, absolutely. If you're watching not. online, you can see that we're wearing uh, hard hats. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of safe, we do want you to know that if you are listening to this podcast, you are safe. None of Father Dave's uh, coughs will infect you. Okay. I, I am living in constant danger, as you can tell. Some, for some the emailers record, have said, why are you always coughing? Okay, for the record, um, this little cough box, I walk yeah. in and there's this blue box. <laughs> it's about the size of a small refrigerator. This is my present to him. It's about the size of a small refrigerator, a little, a, a little a bit, very small a little bit imposing in our building. Okay. That's, so, it's, like the, it's like the size of your palm. Yeah, if you have a really big palm. So, mm. so I said, what is this? And he said, it's a cough box. And I said, no, I'm not offended. Why would I be offended by that? And I'm not always sick. Although when I do get sick, it takes forever for me to shake my cough. Mm. So on my flight, there were um, two individuals sitting next to me. And <laughs> I was not coughing much. I really wasn't. In your mind. But they were complaining about everything. Not, it was, I mean, nothing was right about anything. Okay. I mean, they're going on vacation to a beautiful place, and all they were doing was complaining. So they said, or I could hear them complain about my cough. The least he could have done was this, that, and the other. And I wanted to say something like, don't worry, ma'am, my cancer isn't, you know, contagious or something like that. But <laughs> I did It's a good not. thing you didn't. I did not. No, I good. did not. Good. But I don't, like, I don't feel, and I've got just- Father a, Dave does not have cancer, by the way. Yeah, I've, I've got just a little bit of cough left. I, I don't feel bad. Actually, 
that was it was a long stretch of actually not feeling really well and just fatigue. Oh my goodness! Hmm. Or get home from the end of the day and just oh my gosh, just want to sit and sleep. So, but I feel much much better. Thank you for caring. I do care. And yeah, and for those people who are writing in and saying not really concerned they, about whether no, or not no, they, I'm healthy or they not. Care. There's a lot just, of we don't, prayers. We just don't want to hear that coughing. So <laughs> it is it is a little bit annoying. Yeah. So, so now yeah, we have a little happy box if he coughs, he's supposed to right, hit the button. Right. The buttons we'll see if he does I don't it. Know, about the size of a basketball. Okay. It's massive. Do you not have your glasses on? What is going on? So, congratulations. Yes, the Chiefs won. That's right, everybody. By now you know this well that my team that I've rooted for since you were a child, since I was a young, a young laddie, young young lad. Uh, congratulations to all the Kansas Chiefs fans. Sorry for all the Forty Nine er fans, which actually I think was the rest of the country. To yeah. be honest, I saw a, somebody had like a map of states rooting for Forty Nine ers and states rooting for the Chiefs, and only Kansas was the Chiefs, and the rest of the country. I know. Was did the 49ers. you? So you watched man, the whole thing, home. I'm sure. Oh, I did, and it was a great. It was a great game. It was. That was awesome, and. Uh, I mean, I do, I do like Patrick Mahomes. He's just a fun guy. I don't. Okay. Okay, but did you follow the real? Like, we're kind of burying the lead here. Oh. Do you do you follow any prop bets? No, I don't believe in gambling. Okay. Well, one of the prop bets was the length of the national anthem, which Reba McIntyre did. Okay. So, did do you remember? I do. It? Yeah, I remember. The home she of sorry. the brave is the is the last line, right? Yeah. So she says, "The home of the brave, the brave, or whatever." Oh yeah, she keeps. So the, the brave. question was. Was she actually done at the first brave uh, or the second brave? Because there's betting. There's a this. few. There's a few things. Actually, going. I was with some friends of mine. We we had a blast, and I think the, the guy that put it all together put like fifty prop bets, and they're just yeah. fun, silly, and that was one of them. Yeah. That there was this big controversy was because it was either a minute thirty two or a minute twenty eight or something like that, and the the line was over and over over or under a minute thirty. So. That was probably the biggest thing of the Super Bowl. I thought both uh, America the Beautiful, sung by Post Malone, if you're not familiar with him, he was... Basketball for the Jazz? No. No? Okay. No, that's Carl. This okay. is his younger brother. Okay. He's okay. white and covered with yeah. okay. tattoos. Um, and uh, Reba McIntyre did a good job. I'm still scandalized. I can't unsee Dolly Parton over Thanksgiving. Do you remember oh, was that? that? Was that Thanksgiving? I was trying to remember yeah. when oh, that was. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It was just horrific. Yeah. I need to be in therapy for that. Yeah. That didn't go well. I'm here for you. Thank you. I'm here for you. Thank you so much. Hey, speaking of women in sports, um, really fun weekend in terms of- Were we of, speaking of women in sports? We were talking about women and we were talking about the Super Bowl and that is a sport. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. But now I'm actually going to talk about female S- athletes. Speaking of basketball. Female athletes in sports. Well, it was a really fun weekend. I love the NBA All-Star Game and everything that goes along with it. A number of years ago- uh, when I turned 50, my big present was I got to go to the NBA All-Star Game. It was in Cleveland. I got to take my daughter, Eliana, and it was like, you know, just awesome. It's just the whole thing is really fun. So I think once you go, then you're really – You pay more attention you're to You're just it. into right. every little detail about it, and it's just really, really fun. The most exciting thing about the All-Star Game was um, the three-point shooting, I think, is always – uh, one of my favorite events, not the slam dunk so much. Watch the slam dunk highlight. The guy that won literally jumped over Shaquille O'Neal Get out here. and slammed the ball. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. oh, and doesn't even right like, up. and he only slouches, it doesn't even touch him. Yeah. And he's like a six foot two white guy. No, and he no, just, no. Shaquille O'Neal is like seven feet. Oh, that's right. I always yeah, get yeah, him confused. Yeah. He's also black. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very yeah. much. Okay. Gosh, you're so, you're so knowledgeable about basketball. Yeah. I feel intimidated yeah. to talk in front of you. Um, so the highlight of it, but the dunk, thing itself was not that great. 
The three-point shooting was always great. Damian Lillard won. Uh, they do a number of rounds. But I would say, hands down, the most exciting thing that happened was Steph Curry and Stephanie Inesco, I think I'm getting her name right, uh, from the WNBA, had a three-point shooting competition. And it was awesome. Like, y- you know, like, I don't think it's necessarily a man or woman thing about being able to make a three-point no, shot. No, absolutely not. And they lit it up, and he only won by one basket. Oh, he did end yeah. up winning. Okay. He did end up winning, and it was, um, I want to say it was like 29 to twenty nine to 26 or something along those lines. And uh, Who was the crowd rooting for? That's a great question. Everybody was just cheering. Just enjoying I the think, whole thing. I think everybody enjoyed the whole thing. I think it was just a real celebration of sport and and like like the true celebration of like women in sport. Like the, she actually, this is interesting. She there's a different three point line in the WNBA, right. and she didn't shoot from it. She shot from the regular NBA line because that's what she wanted to do. One of the announcers unfortunately made a comment I like heard. she should be shooting from the WNBA. It's like, and afterwards she was asked. She was like, because I'm an athlete and I just wanted to shoot from the the NBA line and. I mean, she went up against one of the best three-point shooters. Actually, if either of them had been in the actual three-point shooting contest, they both would have moved on forward with the scores that they had. So they were – it was just great. It was just a great statement of sportsmanship, and Steph Curry is just a great dude. He's just a really wonderful person, it seems. He's another boy from Akron, by the way. People don't realize that. He's from Akron. He's from Akron, Ohio. I don't know what's in the water there, but him and – him and LeBron James, they're not the same age, and they, yeah. they, you know, they didn't go to the same school, but they both grew up in But the other big thing was Caitlin Clark, the, oh my gosh. the guard from Iowa, right. female basketball player. She broke the scoring record for NCAA basketball. Yeah. It was interesting because she won game. She was like six points short, but she didn't score any points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And there was speculation that she did that on purpose because she wanted to do it. She wanted to go game. home? Okay. Be that, be that as it may. The shot that she actually broke the record was... All, it wasn't from midcourt, but it was it from was, the logo. It was yeah. so close. Yeah. I mean, to, she's just unbelievable. She just lit it up. She's forty nine points or something like that. And just, I think she's about. She's on track to. There's only a few more games before you get to March Madness, but I think she's on track to be the highest scorer in Division One basketball history. Period. Period. Yeah. Men or women. It's interesting too because I think she could have another year. I don't quite know how this works, but she has a COVID year. I think. Do you get a COVID year for the rest of time? <laughs> I think so. But because the question is, is whether or not she'll stay in college because with NIL money, she makes more in college oh, than she would make in, absolutely. The, in the WNBA as far as salary is concerned. As far as salary is concerned, and I'd even say as far as exposure, in, enjoyable sports playing. I mean, college basketball, female college basketball is far more supported, attended oh, absolutely. than the WNBA. I mean, she, which she lights it up. I mean, yeah, wherever she WNBA plays. WNBA just, you know, it's, it's okay to say this out loud. It's held aloft by the oh, NBA absolutely, absolutely. and by ESPN. It, just people don't really go see a lot of those games unless they're like playoff games. Yeah. So yeah. similar thing though with like the NBA G League. Like nobody yeah, goes. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> that's know? absolutely right. So yeah. that's okay. They're just places to play and some people enjoy them. But yeah. in terms of if she wants an audience, if she wants a following, stay in Iowa for crying yeah, out loud. I mean, that's a, that's a great... And now you're getting paid for it, which good for her. Okay, and then the last thing, um, well, maybe not the last thing. Well, who knows um, what we're Well, we're going about. on a little, little bit long here in this first section, oh, well, but it's other okay. things. Went to a hockey game last night with a good friend of mine, Dave, and uh, the Pens lost. So, um, so But Yager's number got retired. It did. It did. It's number 68, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And or wait. 68. Wait. Or 66. 68. 68. 68. Yeah. Um, it was uh, Mario Lemieux. 
Lamar Mario Lemieux was 66. Yeah. Right, right. So right. that was fun. And then you and I are going on. We're going tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. On Tuesday. <laughs> yesterday night. Yeah, yeah, there you, you go. Are, is it in your schedule? Of course it is. Going with my son, Colby, and his you mean girlfriend. Going with my godson, Colby. And your godson. What do you mean, and my godson? My son and your godson. My godson and your son. Wow, is that how it works? Yeah, that's how it works. All right, so then Casey, who's dating my... So wait, you're going... So we're going with your godson yep. and, and his my girlfriend. son's girlfriend? girlfriend? Yeah. But you know what I we should do? I wish I could do? go with you know my son. I really like him. You know what we should do? What? We should like... Either you or I in the back with Casey. Like, we're not going to let them sit together. Yes. She would leave room so, for the spirit. She would be so... Yes. Colby just, on one end, you and me in the yeah, middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Casey on the other. She's end. just gonna die. Actually, I'll She's just find be it, so nervous. I'll just find another seat for her, like in the in the balcony, standing or room. Like that. Yeah, exactly. so that should be fun. So that'll be fun, and that's our sports. Get it right. I'm working on it. Did you know? That Franciscan University students serve the local community every day of the week and twice on Sundays. They help at food pantries, they pray for the unborn, they visit nursing homes, and they minister to teenagers. And I can speak about that in a second. It's all part of the university outreach known as Works of Mercy. You can learn more about Works of Mercy and how it changes students' lives and the lives of others in the winter issue of Franciscan Magazine. Also, in this issue, you can discover the role the Eucharist played in Dr. John Bergsma's conversion, learn tips for memorizing scripture with your family, and much more. To read the latest Franciscan magazine online, visit magazine.franciscan.edu. That's magazine.franciscan.edu. And we can't have the website without you. Aren't I supposed to do the edu? No, that's at the end um, when okay. we do the Hope at Franciscan. What edu? What number is this of a show? One hundred and sixty-one. One sixty-one. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it feels like two thousand to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know the 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 works that the students do all the time cool. are just fantastic. I've actually been able to get more involved, uh, especially as we're trying to do a lot more outreach with teenagers. And in a couple of weeks, I'm sure we'll talk about this more. I'm flying to Belize. I'm so looking forward to hearing <laughs> oh my, about I'm going your to, experience I'm going to die. Right, I am so going to die. I asked him when, when Bob said he was going to Belize. First off, you, do, you, do you snorkel at all? Do you guys have a free day? Okay, there is a free day. Yes, there is a free day. They actually, and it's interesting, we try to avoid making our mission trips sound any kind of vacation-ish. So we, we actually don't tell the students about this, so hopefully they won't be listening to the podcast. They're not. But the people in San Pedro really want to take the students out. Like there's just group, there's families that are like, no, we, this is, they're so proud of it yeah. and how beautiful. I guess it's one of the best snorkeling places in the world. So there is an afternoon where instead of teaching at schools, they get to go snorkeling. I'm not Bob, going. Bob, why? Please. I'm not going. Bob, please. No. Seriously. After, I don't like getting in bodies of water. After all I've done for you. What? Go. I'm in honestly, the water? Honestly, Bob, it will. I'm aquaphobic. It is the most. I've been there. I've, I've snorkeled there. It really yeah. is one of the best okay, snorkeling places in the world. Here's what I hear. What? You put your head underwater, and, and there's like lots of living things moving around. And they're gorgeous. The colors, the animals. I've seen, I've seen all this. No, no, no. I've been no, to an aquarium. Not. No, you Yes, not. No. and I've been dry. Seriously, Bob, think about it. Don't just I say am you thinking won't about go. it. You're unbelievable. I've got a lot of online grading to do. You're unbelievable. So on that note, 
Uh, I just actually got back from. Oh, so were I was you snorkeling. Yes. Oh, I was. what? Yeah, yeah. So um, this is really cool. There's myself and um, three other couples. We all went to school together, with the exception of one. One married into our into our our group. So do you like always put them at like the separate table? I. Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Good, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. We're all kinds of inside jokes. He right. has no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> Actually, all their kids have come here, so he, he he's paid his dues. <laughs> he's he's all right me, now. Believe me. He's all right. But we've done this for about 14 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, every other year, pick a place to go. It's always some place in the Caribbean, and they let me tag along. And it's just great. We just we laugh, we pray, we snorkel, we we cook. We The first time we did it, we were at a hotel. We said, nah. So we just get a big house. So we did it in, in San Pedro in, in um, Belize. Wait, you just came back from San Pedro? No, I was in Dominican Oh, this is the Republic. first time. Yeah. No, okay. that was one of the times. The first okay. time was actually San Martin. Okay. But it's just it's just honestly in my life. Is snorkeling, do you have to have like the oxygen thing? Or no, is, you just you have just, a little you snorkel. Just put your head underwater. Yeah, yeah, it was snorkel. Okay. Yeah, for snorkeling. Okay. Maybe if people hold me and I just put my no, head. You, you could put, you could, if you wanted, you could put a preserver on something like that. But it's it's great. A floaty? Yeah, it's you know, little wings around your arms or something. <laughs> With like zinc oxide on my nose and just make sure I don't get a, any kind of sunburn whatsoever. No, it's it's beautiful. But it was fun because we went to this most recently. I just got back. I actually got stuck in Chicago overnight with a plane issue. Mm. Um, but we just got back from uh, Santo Domingo. Okay. Uh, Dominican Republic. But we're in Punta Cana. And then we went on Ash Wednesday. We thought it would be great to go to Mass in Santo Domingo, which is the capital. And it also has the oldest cathedral in the Western Hemisphere. Wow. So it's really funny. So we drive there, and the, the one, I was going to say the only person, we only had one person who actually speaks Spanish, the one who married in. I was raised, oh. It was raised in Honduras. So okay. it was great to have somebody, it's cutting in a little bit, I think. That's it's that. just your headphone, you're okay. Okay. Uh, great to have somebody, oh, that's good. That's good to know that. Somebody who speaks Spanish. But you would think we would let him do the navigation, wouldn't you? No. No, we no, would not. No, because he's not part of the original group. Right, right. So yeah. the person who doesn't navigation, like kind of says Cathedral, <laughs> Santo Domingo. So we're driving along. And it's funny because I'm driving and I'm thinking, boy, I would have thought the cathedral would have been close to the water. Hmm. <laughs> you know, because it was built in the early part of the 15th right, century. Sure. Yeah, you don't want to bring all those materials. Apparently. Else. So we're like in the middle. And people are yelling at it. It's not a nice neighborhood at okay. all. People are yelling at us like, what are you doing? A bunch of group of you know, young guys yeah. or gangs and all this. So I don't know what he goes. I just put cathedral. So, so we don't know where we were. But nice. it was profoundly safe. So don't worry, mom. <laughs> don't worry. We, we were fine. We were fine. But it was really Did a beautiful. gang fight start? Was it like a dance fight? It in was. Yeah, that's right. Story? yeah, that's right. Right. Okay. Maria. But it's really beautiful. Actually, the cathedral started, I think, in, in uh, 1540 something. or 15. Okay. It was beautiful. But it was, it was kind of strange. You know, we figured Catholic country, Santo Domingo, actually Bishop Joe Espio was the one who told me to go visit the cathedral. Okay. Um, one mass, seven o'clock at night. That's it? That's it. Was it full? We didn't go. Oh, because, you didn't make it? No, it was two and a half hours away. And we oh. didn't, I, I really didn't want to drive home at, at yeah. night for a couple of hours. So uh, we, we ended up not going. We just had mass together later in the evening. But yeah. uh, it was gorgeous. Really, really, really pretty. Oh, so you did make it to the cathedral. We did. Just we not, did. Eventually, you just weren't able to stick around for mass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was really, really beautiful. And uh, the vacation was great. It's it, just this group of friends have been such a blessing in my life, relaxing and laughing and cooking. And we, we might have had an adult beverage sometime okay. through, through the week. All right, but not on Ash Wednesday. David. David. 
the the, the cough box. <laughs> can, I, can I push the cough box now? Can I push the cough box now? You could. You could well, have not asked that question. Well, I, you know what? I just bounced the ball of conversation. I don't know what more I'm supposed to do here. We did. We did fast and we did abstain, but not from everything. <laughs> well, I'm really glad you went, and I think it's a. I was always very happy um, when I worked in a parish that I had a pastor who was um, very strong about taking days off and making sure that everybody on his staff took days off. Sometimes it's easy, I think, in ministry to mm-hmm. develop a workaholic attitude because it's for ministry and we're right, supposed to for the Lord. give our lives. Yeah, yeah. And we end up can, you can end up living very unhealthy lives. And then especially if you're in charge of that ministry, whether you're a pastor or, dare I say, a president of a university, um, you know, people around you follow what you do. So if you've got a pastor that's there seven days a week, even if he never says so, the parish staff feels, right. Right. I guess I should be here as well. And and then it really just creates a very unhealthy culture. But when you have a leader who's like, look, we take days off. And, you know, there's a number of times my pastor said, you know, when's the last time you had a day off? I know you just had a retreat and I know you had this thing. I'm like, yeah. And he's just like, I do not want to see you tomorrow. You cannot come into work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I was like a little frustrated at the time because I had so much work to do. And then I was always very grateful for that. It's, it's interesting too. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And it was the, the lady on the other side of me who was a little more friendly on the flight down. It was actually really cute. She was probably mid-30s. Okay. It was the first time she'd ever left her kids. Oh, wow. And it was her and a group of her college I friends. I remember that. I remember my wife. I remember the first time we did that. Yeah. My wife. Yeah. She was crying. I mean, it was, just, it was so cute. Mm. But then we started talking about that, that my mom and dad did, they got away by themselves every year. Yeah. For vacation. They, they did retreat, curcio and all those kinds of things. But mom and dad would get away because they thought that that was important. Yeah. And, and some couples never do that. They, right. They never get away. And it's. It's important to be. I it think, doesn't have to be years. on a flight, but no, yeah, any time no. that you can do that. I it, you remind me of um, a story when our oldest son John went to Franciscan. So when he went off to college, no big. He, he went a half no, a mile no away. Big, no big, but it was still sad. But uh, our second son Colby. Oh, sorry, your godson Colby yeah, yeah. Uh, spent his first year of college in England at a soccer academy before COVID happened and the world shut down. And it was so uh, devastating for my wife and. The good news was I was able to get us upgrades on the way home. So we were first class from England. The bad side was because I used certificates, we couldn't sit next to each other. Okay. So she was in one side of it. Just I was falling. I was in the other. Well, actually she was. I didn't know this until I got up to go to the bathroom. And this okay, the, uh, the flight attendant uh, was just a mom who just sat with her. And it was just the oh, sweetest sweet. thing. Oh, just sweet. Yeah. like she could see that, you know, my, my wife is just falling apart because anyway, it's just beautiful. But right, it is, it's hard to leave. It's hard to not worry every second about what's going on. But it's uh, that thing of leisure is is very important. Yeah. And leisure is a bit different than sloth. Yes, it is. Segway. You nailed that. I crushed that. So what we're talking about uh, for this Lenten season is we decided that we wanted to take a look at what are known as the seven deadly sins or the seven capital sins. And before we get into it, we want to maybe just preface that. Yeah, when did we do the the capital, the virtues? Oh, that's a good question. Was that last Lent? We did it along with whenever the university did it. Okay, maybe it was. Or maybe it was two Lents ago. But we look at the capital... We look at the capital vices, the capital sins in relationship with that, that there's seven and there's seven 
Um, so we thought it important at the beginning just to talk a word or two about the capital sins. And in the same way that you can grow in virtue, you know, if you focus on one of the virtues and really um, work at growing in a particular mm-hmm. area, the same thing happens with the capital sins is that if you're not attentive to them, you begin to grow. One of them grows and it de- unfortunately develops and it becomes stronger and it becomes more pervasive. So we need yeah. to be able to recognize what they are. The other is obviously there are capital sins. So they're offenses of against God. They separate us. One of the commentaries I was reading about it said that uh, they're not necessarily mortal, but the more venial sin you do, you, you actually grow muscle in that, right? right. So you, you, it sounds odd, but you get better at it. Yeah, sadly. So we ought to become more aware of that. So the first one that we're going to talk about, do you want to go through all of them and just... No, let's just okay, talk okay. about the first one. So the first one, it's interesting. Um, or the last one, maybe. The last one, exactly. We're going backwards. D- depending on what order. It was. It goes back to the 6th century. Gregory the First was the first one that came up with. Okay. And then, obviously... Was he it. Gregory the Great? I'm not positive, actually. I should know I that. I think he was. I should know that. This is one the of the 6th century would have yeah, been Gregory yeah, the Great, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Aquinas... Uh, kind of developed a little bit more. But the, the first is sloth, or another word that's used is acadia mm. or acedia, depending Ooh. on. We had, uh, uh, we may need to clip this. His name, Brandon Dom. Brandon Dom, right? Yeah. Philosophy, okay, yeah. that's his name. I couldn't remember the, the last name. We had him come in and talk on this whole very thing. He's written quite extensively on Acadia. Okay. But one of the debates was, is it Acadia or is it Acedia? <laughs> so there's all this. But it, but it's interesting because when we think what of... Did, what did Brennan say? I mean, he's, he honestly, wrote a book I on it. I, I, think he sa- <laughs> I think he said Acadia. Okay. But maybe that's because that's how I always said it, and I assume everybody should say it like sure, I Sure, fair. But um, one of the things that, that he talked about is that we, we generally think of Acadia or sloth as laziness. Mm. And he said... That's part of it. In fact, when you read a little bit, they say that this is actually the most difficult one to kind of nail down. What ex- I mean, pride, we know what that is, sure. right? Envy, but what is sloth? What is Acadia? And he said that generally we think of it as laziness. And he said there's a part of that, that, that that's true. But he said it's it's more nuanced than that. It's, it's not being attentive to the things that you need to be attentive to. Hmm. Not being aware of or not dealing with or caring for the things that are in front of you that need to be dealt. And it was interesting. What he said is, he goes, here's a great example. Why are college students' rooms clean during finals time? <laughs> you know? Right. He said what they should be attentive to is their studies. Yes. That's what they should be attentive to. But Acadia says, don't worry about this. Maybe do this. And in where it becomes problematic is is obviously in the spiritual life. Yeah. You know, that that we ought to be attentive to prayer. We ought to it's the same thing, right? We we all love to the idea of praying. But when we sit down to pray, it's like, well, I could probably do this. I probably yeah. need to do that. I need to so it's it's not just laziness. Laziness is a part of it. You sure. know, just pull up your bootstraps and you need to do things, right? Or or just yeah, sloth laziness. But it's 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 more nuanced than that as well. And I like that understanding because your initial impression of sloth would be, you know, somebody just sitting on a couch, couch yeah, eating potato chips, you, yeah. know, you know, watching games and stuff like that and not getting up and doing anything. And, you know, our American culture is so workaholic, especially compared to the rest of the world, that – you know, you might imme- you might think, oh well, I don't I don't worry, I don't have to struggle. Well, it goes back to our vacation. Actually, it is, yeah. That's why it's such a perfect thing. As you're saying, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's exactly it. That I don't struggle with sloth. I'm busy all the time, but actually, that could very well be sloth because what are we busy Do with? Right. You know, keeping yourself busy um, can actually be 
the sin of Acadia, the sin of sloth, in that we're not busying ourselves with the things that we should be doing. And like you said, our spiritual life, our family, um, you know, the relationships that we have, it's when we can't put down what we're doing to help somebody who's immediately in need. Mm-hmm. Or um, we always say, well, let me finish this first and then I'll do that. I mean, in some ways you could argue in this definition, you know, what Martha was doing versus what Mary was doing. Martha was serving but missing an opportunity to sit at the feet of of Jesus. And she could, she still could have gotten the serving done a little bit later, but that connection, you know, could be made. Yeah. Could be made. No, but I think you're right, is that it's interesting because when you think of sloth, you would think of a couch potato, somebody right. who's just sitting around. But your your point is well taken, is that somebody who is always busy doing overachieving and that kind of thing could be guilty of Acadia in that that – they're not being attentive to what needs to be done. Like like you said, the person in front of them that, that needs to be cared for, that needs to be spoken to, that needs to be attentive to, that they're not attentive to the things that the Lord is placing in front of them. And again, the danger is um, to the degree that we continue to not focus on our spiritual life, to not, and this is obviously what Lent allows us to do, is it, it kind of highlights this, to be attentive to my own spiritual life, my own prayer time, my mm-hmm. own shortcomings, my own sinfulness, then we we lose sight of that which matters most. And and this other thing is more important than this. And it really helps us to to balance, to be able to be attentive to what the Lord places in front of me, yes. to be faithful to that. And then in that, the Lord, I mean, it's very scriptural, that when we're faithful in the small things, the Lord gives us more. Acadia could be that we're not faithful in those small things. We're just kind of looking for something else or or trying to get busy doing something else rather. Right. And the reality is sometimes that's emails for me. You know, sometimes mm. it's it's Dave, you need to sit down for the next hour and just do emails. But I could find a hundred other things that I would like to do or would yeah. prefer to do. And sometimes it's that dying to myself and say, I know that this is what I need to do right now. There was a productivity book that I have my students read um, called Eat That Frog. Oh. Yeah, sounds great. I'm doesn't it? for the movie. Yeah, exactly. Well, the image the the overlying image I keep coming back to the the uh, the situation is imagine you are at a foreign restaurant and you have this plate of amazing food, you know, your favorite kind of steak, your favorite kind of side dish or whatever. And then there's this fried frog that's there. Now, to politeness, you're going to eat the whole thing. So, what do you eat first? He said eat the frog. Get done. Get that thing, over with. Get, get the thing done maybe that you'd want to do least. You'll always find time to do the stuff you want to do sure, that sure, you're excited sure, about. Sure. You'll always find that time. But you can easily put off some of the other stuff that's there. Um, you know, I think one of the solutions to Acadia, to Sloth, as you were saying, it, it almost sounds counterproductive, but to be still and know that he is God. That actually you might need to just stop what you're doing and take some time to ask the Lord, what are you doing? What are your priorities? Because um, we get so busy. Um, one of my favorite quotes from C.S. Lewis, I think it's from Screwtape Letters. He said that busyness is not from the devil, it is the devil. Mm. And this, and he's writing in the like 40s, yeah, like yeah. this is before internet and stuff like that. We have a uh, uh, this idea, particularly I think in our culture, to just, we're always filling our time. We're, you know, we're, we're drawing our phones out like it's a gun mm-hmm. and and I even find myself sometimes like, why am I? How did this? How did it end up in my hand? Why right, am I looking at somebody else? They put out yours. You busy, 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 and we're not actually doing 
what gives us life. That's the gift. Like, remember, as we talk about sin, it's not just, it's not just a condemnation. Hey, you're a horrible person. Stop doing that. Sin keeps us from the love of God, from the life of God, and God wants us to live the fullness of life. And so in a culture, in a world that's addicted by being busy and moving, moving, moving without any purpose, the Lord's inviting us to be still and to receive his love and to let that shift and change all the actions of our day. That's the real freedom that God gives us uh, from this potential sin in our life. Yeah, I'll just read from the catechism just Mm -hmm. so that we've got that. We like the catechism. In in 1880s, Gregory the Great, by the way. (coughs) Hit the button. Button. (laughs) Better. That was awesome. Thanks for getting that. Uh, 1866. Vices can be classified according to virtues they oppose or also linked to the capital sins, which Christian experience has distinguished following St. John Cashin and Gregory the Great. They're called capital because they engender other sins and other vices. They are pride, avarice, envy, wrath, lust, gluttony, and sloth or Acadia. Mm. So we'll we'll be dealing with uh, one of these each week, yeah. uh, getting us through Lent. So we just pray that uh, we would be more attentive and more aware of what the Lord has in front of us, what it is that we're supposed to deal with at that particular moment, that we not put it off, that we not ignore it, that we not think it'll get done later. <laughs> right. Somebody else will take care of it, but it is mine to be able to do. Well, I, I know we're running a little bit, but I want to say one more thing about it. And one of the reasons why we started with sloth, um, some spiritual writers, and I don't have the quote in front of me, but argued actually that sloth is the is the gateway drug for the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you ever reflect on, in scripture, the sin of David, you know, where he slept with Bathsheba and then got her husband killed and stuff. The first line of that chapter says, at a time when kings went to war, David stayed at home. Mm -hmm. And so it's actually, it's that little thing of like, you know what? I know I'm supposed to be at war. I know I'm supposed to do this, but man, I've done this all the time. I just need a break. And that's what can lead us into greater sins that we'll end up talking about. So if I could close. Amen, please. Almighty God and Heavenly Father, we thank you that you don't invite us to be busy, but you invite us to the fullness of life that you have a plan and a call for our life. And as you talk about sin, Lord, it's not to make us feel worse about ourselves. It's not to add extra burdens. If anything, it's to take the burdens off our shoulders, that we would come to you who are meek and humble of heart and find rest for our souls. Lord God, the lie of sloth is that it is rest for our souls, but only you can give us true peace by looking at you. So God, we just ask that you would give all of us a deeper wisdom and insight in this season of Lent to see the things that are burdening us, that are keeping us from the fullness of life you are offering, and give us the joy and gift of doing what you want, knowing that you will give us right leisure, that you will give us good relationships, and most importantly, you will draw us closer to your heart. And may the blessing of Almighty God be upon all of you listening, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Father Dave. It's great to have you back. And thank you all who are listening and supporting our podcast. Share it with a friend and shoot us an email. Hope at franciscan.edu. That's hope at franciscan.edu. God bless. They That Hope is a production of Franciscan University of Steubenville.